Well, what do you say there, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of RNFM Radio. That is episode 222. That's right, episode 222. You've got the questions. We've got the answers. We're going to be throwing them at you in your ears, in your... not Probably not in your face, but definitely in your ears. But what we also want to say is for those of you who might be listening to this show, when it goes live on Wednesday, October 12th, I think it is. Uh, yeah, October 12th, 2016. We will likely be shortly on our way to the National Nurses and Business Association Conference 2016 in Vegas from August, August, no, October 14th, 15th, and the 16th. So if you wanted something in your face, well, that's where we're going to be. And is it too late? I don't know. Is it ever too late? Well, it's too late if it would be after the conference. But hey, if you can get a plane ticket, get there, get your whatever you need to do we won't be there to pack your bags though because we've got, we have to already pack our own bags get on the planes and get to where we need to go so if you're listening to this when it goes live on the 12th then just know that we are on our way there and we are sorry that we missed you for those of you who we are going to see that we just cannot wait and before we get into it, because I we need to wait just for a second, because we need to thank today's sponsor, American Sentinel University. They are a leading online university accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission and offering an array of online degree programs for nurses and healthcare professionals. We are so thankful, so grateful for American Sentinel University for sponsoring this show. And you can find out more at rnfmeducation.com. Head over there. Let them know we sent you. And, you know, see what's what. Let us know what you think. But American Central University, fabulous way to extend and expand that knowledge and those degrees right on from the comfort of your own home, office, wherever it is that you distance education. American Central University, thank you so much. Well, we are going to be talking about some stuff. So I mentioned that we are going to be at the NNBA by the time you're listening to this. Or if you've listened to this like a week or two later, we have already gone to the NNBA. But we have talked about this particular subject, and that is blogging. And I know, I don't know that we've really talked about blogging in a while. But nurses are feeling stuck. They tell us that they feel stuck. They hear like, hey, you know, people are saying I need to start one of these things. But why? I don't really have a business. I'm not selling anything. You don't have to. Okay. And we get into the nuts and bolts of that about feeling stuck and how you can get started and even maintain a blog. And you're talking a lot of experience here, a lot of experience, collective thoughts here, collective genius, not only from us as hosts, but also from those of you who have reached out, those we worked with. And, you know, you're, you're, I hope that if you are stuck, that you will get unstuck after this episode. And if you're having issues with being stuck maintaining it, or not stuck doing it or getting into a routine, hopefully you will find some benefit as well. Let's get into today's show. This was actually pretty interesting. Even though we're podcasting here, we're talking about blogging because, hey, you know, blogging kind of starts the whole thing, or at least it starts something. So let's start something together. Let's get into this episode. I'm going to hit record on this one. So what is this pop-up? I don't want to, I don't want it. I don't want it. But you You're know what? Pop-up I pop-up camper? No, I... You know, although that those are nice and compact, and yep, I've had one. Yeah, they're yep. they're great little, they're great little uh, tools to have out there in the uh, in the ethers of when you're not in under your own roof. Anyway, speaking of your own roof, <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. You would love a pop up. Yeah, 
Me and Drew look at things like that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and speaking of pop-ups, I think, so we all have a blog and I have neglected mine forever, but you and Keith have not. And so, and I guess what I, the, that segue was going to be the pop-up. Do you guys have pop-ups on your blogs? I think we're going to be talking about blogging tips today. And I guess what I mean by a pop-up is like ads or like a newsletter or, hey, subscribe here. So these are some things that we can talk about on blogging, but I think that's what we're going to be talking about because we're podcasting. But when's the last time we really talked about blogging and the benefits and some tips and mm. some tricks and some things to avoid? It's been a, a while. It's either but been... But you know what's... It's cool is because podcasting, people are listening to us right now as they're in route. The blogging thing, I'm sure some of them are doing you know, in conjunction with their podcast or maybe they haven't started their podcast yet so they've only got their blog going. So I think this is a great topic. I know a lot of nurse bloggers. I mean, goodness, we all could list probably dozens. Dozens <laughs> of hundreds. shout outs. Yeah, dozens <laughs> No, of bloggers, bloggers. That's what I mean. No, I'm, I, I've, I've seen online because of you two as well because you're communicating and then, of course, the Nurse Up Forum and I think Brittany Wilson has her groups and you've got your group, uh, Elizabeth. And so there seems to be more nurses coming into the fold of blogging. I mean, at least like that's a that's something that they feel more comfortable doing to, to kind of start out. Uh, but we can also talk about the the uncomfortable parts of, of blogging and why people don't really get started because they're afraid of their voice or that they have nothing of value. Those are things that we can kind of break down a little bit. And people also say, oh, I, I don't have a business. Blogging doesn't work for me. And I have lots of opinions about why. Me too. Me too. Clinical nurses and those who don't have businesses <laughs> can really benefit from blogging. Well, because blogging didn't really start out as, okay, I want this to be my business. I mean, would right. that be a safe assumption to make? Totally. I mean, that's how I started 11 years ago and many, many other people. Right. So, I, and I think that's the thing. I think that's what keeps people from doing something like this is because we, we've heard even in the last, you know, several years that people are making money at blogging or they're making it a business and they're kind of showcasing their brand or whatever that is. And so I think it, it, it can be very off-putting and very intimidating for people who all they really wanted to do is just kind of share a story, share their lives, share photos. Mm -hmm. I mean, make it more personal. And they think, okay, well, who's going to really read it or is it really worth it? And so I think that that value has plummeted in their minds, that is, because they think, well, to your point, I don't have a business. I can't, I, I'm not really interested in making this a business. So why should I even start a blog? Because all these bloggers out there are trying to do it for money or for a business. But again, like over a decade ago, like well over a decade ago, people weren't starting these blogs to make it a business per se. Some maybe, but I think... That Very that was few. rare. That was rare then. Very few. That's Even just not a why I started ago. mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, how do we want to? How do we want to roll with this and um and get into the meat and potatoes, uh, or the tofu and the potatoes? If you're vegan or vegetarian, right? We don't want to turn off the vegetarians. We are EOE. I think that. I think that. I think that uh, two pieces, as Keith pointed out when he sort of suggested this topic to us, people are stuck starting. So like, let's talk about how to get over that. And then 
after we wrap that up, we can move into that stuck maintaining, which is more of where I'm going to speak loudly. (laughs) And can we touch on a little bit for those listening so that we talk about, yes, you can blog for your business and yes, you can also blog to move your career forward or just have fun. So we can talk maybe about the reasons one would do it. Right, right. I think that the reasons one would do it would respond to getting out of that stuckness. Because as we were just talking about earlier, if you're stuck, you're maybe stuck in your own head thinking, who's going to read this and why would I do it? So yeah, totally. Okay. Well, and so how do we start with the stuck? I mean, what are what are some things that we're hearing out there as far as the, the stuck? Because Elizabeth, you made the point of like, who in the heck is going to read this? So is that important to you? And maybe for some it is because they feel like they're making a time investment on getting started with this. So they feel like they'd rather have readers outside of their mom, dad, brother, sister, or friends. So like maybe that's a stuck feeling of, well, I'm going to put in all this sweat equity and maybe only five people are going to read it. So Yeah, but so what I think is cool about being a nurse is we have, especially if you have a certain specialty or you've got some experience in like maybe a disease process or a certain pa- patient population, you could blog around the, the things you know just by being a nurse and you're putting the content out there for the public. So really, you you educate your patients daily at the bedside or however you work with them. But guess what? You can educate so many more patients with the blog because your blog is on the internet and anyone from any country who maybe has a computer and access to the internet you can help more people. So I think, sure, in the beginning, who knows how much traffic you'll get. But if you're consistent and you have a specific topic that you focus on, let's say, and you want to help educate more people, those are the people that are going to be reading. Well, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, so, and and think about how you meet people uh, or or get connected with, with others. Because with the internet, of course, yes, there there are a lot of blogs out there. There are a lot of websites. There's a lot of searches happening. So don't get overwhelmed by that. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that think about how you make connections just in person in general. And think about some of those connections where you said, oh, you know, Susan told me about you and thought that, you know, we should meet because we have some similar interests. So to your point, if you're writing about things that you're good at or that you're doing day to day that you know a lot about and telling that story, then maybe there is someone out there that eventually will kind of bump into you or be referred to your site because someone else had been reading the site like, oh, you've got to you've got to check this site out. I think it's really going to speak to you. And so, again, that's the way on the Internet, like you kind of meet slowly instead of worrying about like getting thousands of readers, but slowly you start, you know, one by one by one you're connecting with people on that level like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way. Or Mm -hmm. I love the way she's saying that because that's the way I would say it. Right. And I want to just jump in here as the, you know, kind of coachy person and just say that getting stuck before you start thinking, how am I going to reach people? That's definitely putting the cart before the horse. You know, the whole idea is to get your ideas down and do it because it's fun or do it because you have something to say or you want to educate people. And if you create consistently high quality content and you put it out on social media and all the different channels there are, people are going to find you eventually and you can reach out to people directly. But if you allow, 
if you allow the how to stop you, then you're never going to get started. And the most important thing from my perspective is just start. Well, okay, so let me ask you know either one of you here. So if we're not worrying about exactly like right out of the gates as far as who's reading this, because eventually this will grow and we'll talk about growth in sort of our next phase here. Have you or have you heard of or would you recommend when you say Keith and Elizabeth yes, and myself sir. to just start writing? Because we get wrapped up in the tech piece of it. Like, well, I don't even know how to put together a WordPress site or a blog mm-hmm. or whatever. So would it be beneficial for us to journal, so to speak, on like a Word doc or a Google doc or whatever, just to start feeding that, like that content onto some document and see that instead of me thinking about sharing these stories or, or writing, I'm actually doing it. It's not on the internet yet, but then once I get to that next phase of being able to launch a blog, then I can put that content on that blog. Or does that not keep us accountable enough to continue going because it's not well, I, out there? No, I think it's a fabulous I think it's a fabulous idea. And then like Keith was saying, if you start thinking of how and you get concerned that you're not gonna know and oh gosh, all these reasons coming up. So if you just start typing up notes. I think it'd be great. And then that way, when you're ready and can figure out the whole like getting on WordPress piece, you have so many articles ready to go. It's kind of going to be easier to keep up with it. I like to get ahead. Even in my podcasts, I do batch recordings like on a day, maybe get four or five episodes and then get them out once a week. Yeah. I mean, don't you have shows up until like 2020 or something? Yeah. (laughs) No, I actually was telling my coach I'm falling behind. So I'm going to get some help with uh, my scheduling now. (laughs) Nice. Good. Well, okay. I just want to make sure that I was on that path, that right path, because I remember when I first started Innovative Nurse 2011, 2010, something like that. I remember actually writing on a document to see what it really looked like. Because I wasn't much of a writer, and I, I still I'm not. I, I like to storytell, but for me, the visual of it was kind of nice to see. Like, oh, you know, I wrote that. That would be nice to actually put up on a blog. And so that's when mm-hmm. I started. But at least I was writing because I think that that for me, for me, that was the hardest part. The tech piece was the easiest part for me, but the but the writing was was hard. And to see it in these documents, and to your point, Elizabeth, I actually had a, a backlog that I didn't have to worry about, oh my gosh, that next post, because I had like 10 or 15 already done, you know? And I see. And I think maybe that does that, that does work for some people. But for me, I knew I had to put it up so that I could remain accountable. And that might work for certain people. Some people might not need the accountability. It depends. And, you know, the tech part's actually pretty easy. <laughs> you can start a blog on many different platforms. And we've said this before, and I'll just say it again, that, you don't want to have a site like mine that's .blogspot.com or .weebly.com or .wordpress.com. Just make sure you buy yourself a domain. That's that's one of the first things to do if you're going to launch. Don't you all think that's a good piece of advice? That is way over my head. Ah, that sorry. is outside of my pay grade. No, I uh, mean, yeah, okay. getting a domain is is very easy. Uh, yeah. just, just going to a place like name.com, not a sponsor, or, or any any internet avenue out there that's selling domains for anywhere between eight to $10, $11. And you own that mm-hmm. name for that year. You just have to re up it. It's like a subscription and right. just owning that name. Uh, and of course, I don't know that we need in the, cause this is another problem. 
People are like, I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call this thing. I'm done. Because <laughs> people get frustrated. They're like, I want to write. I want to create. I want to invent. I don't know what to call this. And then they get so stuck in the mud on that. And That happened to Thomas Edison. He could have invented the telephone like 100 years prior. But, you know, he was like, what do we call this thing? It's a, I don't. I don't know. We used tin cans and strings for so long. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Oh my. History. I have an idea. So for the people listening who are thinking about blogging and yet, you know, we're talking about getting started up. We'll get to the maintenance still. Don't worry, everybody. Yeah. That's my favorite. Um, I, I was thinking, Keith said, don't worry about the how. Maybe people should then instead focus on the why and the what. Like, why do you want to do it? Keith mentioned earlier, it's fun or, you know, there'll be other whys you want to educate on a larger scale. You want to teach people about this disease process. You want to connect people. Maybe you're really like social. Who knows your why? And then your what would be, what are you going to write about? Because you got to have some kind of theme. I mean, it could be a mismatch, hodgepodge, wacko all over the place, but I don't know if then the Google search engines will figure out like what your blog's about and help you get noticed. So maybe you figure out your what, like what is your main focus area? And then that could come up with the name of the blog, or maybe you just use your own name. Who knows? Cause you, you would, you would use your name with your credentials. Cause again, we're nurses are seen as very trusted expert, you know, professionals. So always I would say attach your, you could have your name credentials is the blog. That could be, your blog. Exactly. So it can be, you know, nursesusan.com or susanjonesrn.com. If you're stuck on a domain, just buy your own domain. And if your name is taken, throw in your middle initial, throw in RN, throw in MSN and buy a domain that brands your name and just leave it at that. Yeah. Instead of trying to come up with some pithy name. Exactly. Well, I think that <laughs> I gives you flexibility. That. I mean, I do. Sure it, does. It, it gives you a lot of flexibility. When you, mm -hmm. when you use your name, cause you could use that. Yeah. Cause yeah, let's say that, that the content that you eventually are starting to create doesn't align with, I don't know, with whatever it is. Like you still have that domain name that you could use it for something else. But again, yeah, take out all this like creative stuff. Like I'm just not a creative person. I, I have to write, but I don't know about the names. And you know, to, to Elizabeth's point with Google, you can call it like, it's not so much what you call it, but then as long as the content is, is consistent, I mean, Google mm -hmm. doesn't, I mean, yeah, I don't know what it would be called, hodgepodge.com, but it could still be like very consistent content that uh, that aligns right. in some sort of keyword or some flow of, you know, basis or foundation of like, this is what's delivered. And that's what Google really pays attention to. Not so much yeah. just the title per se. Right. And we don't want you worrying about how is Google going to notice this before you launch? <laughs> the thing is, it's just to launch and get your stuff out there. And then you can learn. There's so all these places to learn stuff for free about how do I make my blogs noticed by Google? How do I do this? How do I do that? So you can learn all that stuff. And there are Facebook groups, you know, and LinkedIn groups you can join about blogging. And you can learn all the little, little tidbits and stuff about how to make it happen. So I think in the end, what we want to tell people is that just get started. Just do something if it's really what floats your boat. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Now, let's say you started, you're in there. Maybe you've done it for a little while and you got busy and then you're, then you drop off the face of the earth. And I was like, oh my God, I was enjoying that content. Like, where did she go? So that might come up where you get busy or 
like several people out there listening us here collectively you've been blogging for many years keith the many years here and you're like i can't come up with stuff so how do you sustain your blogging in a like routine basis because you've got to keep it somewhat routine even if it's only twice a month but have it twice a month every month that's right people like consistency and they like to know you're going to be there it's like if rnfm just bounced a you know uh, episode every once in a blue moon, people would lose interest because they'd think, oh, those guys aren't really consistent. We're not going to listen anymore. And the same with a blog, right? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we so. <laughs> try to remain consistent here. Of course. Yeah. So coming up with ideas, I mean, I have a lot of ideas about coming up with ideas, but for me, part of it is I listen. I listen to what people are writing about, what people are talking about. I listen for interesting phrases and things coming up in culture that I can relate to nursing. Like I recently wrote a blog post. I was actually I was sitting in a cafe in Santa Fe having a latte and I looked at this beautiful latte the person had made for me, the barista who was really talented and Better Day Coffee in Santa Fe folks. And sitting there at Better Day, I looked at this latte and I thought, wow, how could I relate making a latte to creating a really amazing nursing career? So Sometimes it takes, you have to really stretch and that might seem like a stretch folks, but sometimes you have to stretch to come up with ideas or sometimes a colleague will just say something to you and you'll think, oh my God, that's a problem people want to know about. And it's pretty straightforward. And additionally, so you're writing in your blog specifically about like career advice, about how people can like network, find jobs, love their jobs, stay in their jobs, these things. So Additionally, our listeners may, as I was talking about earlier, think of a clinical problem or a disease process or they're in this, they're ED, they're ED nurses and they've been in the ED forever. So you can think of patient examples, um, specific things you teach your patient, you would teach them when they're there in person, but can you teach them on the blog? And guess what? Typically, you could get probably four or five blog posts out of teaching one thing because you don't want to teach everything in one post. People will not read all of that. So you break it up into chunks. So I think if you're like teaching stuff or you're talking about that, that you could have content for eons. <laughs> well, yeah. So that's a very good point. Yeah. So if you're already teaching, you're already dialoguing with people, then yeah, I think, I think that is a great way. Because if you're already doing it, then just rinse and repeat on the you know, developing this content for your post. Now, as far as the, because Elizabeth, you said put it in, in digestible bites so that it's not too overwhelming. So do you two have like a, a word minimum per se, or is it like bullet point minimum? I mean, do you have any, have any insights on that? Well, I mean, the general rule, and I hate rules, but um, the general rule is like 500 words is about what most people can tolerate in a blog post. But I don't personally think, Elizabeth, you may or may not agree. I think you can go much shorter and still be effective. I've heard both. I've heard you keep it around 500-ish, 750-ish words. Or if you're doing what I was talking about earlier, instead of putting out a blog piece each week, you only decide, well, I'm going to blog twice a month and that's how I'm going to set mine up. Your content can go longer. And it's also helpful to have it switched up. So a short piece and then maybe a longer and then short or two shorts and a long. I mean, 
Yeah, I agree with you. You know, we we I hear that all the time. People don't have the attention span. Da da da. I commute on a shuttle bus from a parking lot to a building, and I see people looking at their readers all the time. And so, people still some people will just listen to our podcast, be happy with that, and they're in their ears. That's great. And then others will still read, and if they enjoy it, and they've been following your blog, and they're finding it useful and helpful. That's the thing. If your content is useful, helpful, is teaching something. They'll read. If it's just a bunch of jibber jabber, then don't go on for a thousand words. <laughs> jibber jabber. Jibberjabber.com. Exactly. I'm like, we just keep running on. It's just a run on sentence. We have no punctuation <laughs> and we just keep moving. So you're just going to flip, just scroll, 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 and it just never ends. That's another thing is is breaking it up with headers. Like have a bolded header, a, like a short paragraph, some bullets, then a bolded header, you know, bullets, short. So you can go on then for up to a thousand words, I'd say. Sometimes I do go longer and I still get great commentary on those posts and then sometimes shorter. Right. Right. Well, one thing I want to say, can I, I'm going to yeah. interrupt you before. No, go we ahead. Were, I was giving them the idea of writing up patient stories. First off, obviously you would want to take out all identifiers and not use anything that can link to a patient. Let's, we all know that. But secondly, I've actually seen a lot of new nurse bloggers doing this lately. And gosh, the commentary that happens after those posts, because another nurse reading it is like, oh my gosh, I can so relate. Or a mother who had like a son in the hospital said, oh my goodness, thank you for you know bringing this up. We had the same experience in our family. So just telling your stories of being a nurse in your specific area is very powerful in a blog too. Absolutely. And you can also just, like I said, you listen for what people are saying. Like one of your colleagues says, man, this um, nurse-patient ratio is really getting me down. So write a post about your experience of nurse-patient ratios. Or if you have a conversation with a patient about, I don't know, transitioning to home from the hospital, then write some of your thoughts about that. So the problems and pain points are going to become very apparent to you. And if you're a nurse entrepreneur, we're talking about clinical nurses. If you're a nurse entrepreneur and you have a business, then you know what the pain points are for the people who are consuming your products or services. And if you don't, um, you have to find out. All right. So this thought almost fell out of my head, but I put it back in. I, I put it, I've got, I've got earbuds in, so it, it just kind of leaked out and I just pushed it back in. Good so job. to your, to your point then for both of you that you just said, and I like building on what you two are saying, cause you're just so excellent at it anyway, oh is what about the voice? So, because you know, we could talk about Use your inside voice, Kevin. Yes, exactly. So what I'm going to do is just whisper. Actually, I'm not going to whisper. What I'm going to do? That's a library voice. That's a, that's a. <laughs> keep it down, kids. People reading in here. Poor, Don't make me come down there. Holy smokes! Oh no! Is that What's Uncle Nate? Name? Uncle yes. Nate, I think. Yeah, and uh, does, I haven't heard from him in a while. Does Nate use? Oh, he'll the, be back, honey. Don't you worry. Does he he's still just, use? He's been on sabbatical. Does he still use the Dewey Decimal System? That that oh, darn yes. Dewey Decimal. He knew Dewey. He knew Mr. Dewey and Huey and Louie. Yeah. Go ahead. So it's the voice. So how you're framing the conversation. Now, we can all be passionate when we speak and, of course, when we put those words on the page, whatever page that is or whatever platform that is. And I know that we are trying to invoke some type of emotion, but what's in our heads 
what we feel what we feel passionate about, I think we also need to be very careful on what that might invoke in someone else, like how we lay that all out. Because we know that nurse-patient ratios is a very heated topic or, you know, safe patient outcomes and things like that. So I know that for many of us, like we might say, like, you know, I, I like reading this, the, you know, these blogs because it's, it speaks to what's going on in my hospital and it's, it's negative and, you know, I can understand that. And you can kind of go down that rabbit hole of kind of getting wound up in that versus like maybe a platform or someone who has a voice like, you know, these things are going on, but what we're trying to do is, is change by X or blank or whatever that is. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Cause we, mm-hmm. we try to keep at least a positive or not necessarily like we're not on the fence per se, because I think when you're on the fence then you can't make a decision one way or another, but I think it's how we frame that conversation. I do think passion is important and I do think putting in some type of emotion into your writing is important because that's kind of how you're, you're pulling in that reader. That's how you're, you're identifying and, and connecting with that reader. But at the same time, we also have to be very careful about it. Okay. So to sum that up, you're just telling us, don't just sit there and rant on your blog. There you go. I should have just let you say that. (laughs) In less words. Fine. (laughs) I I agree. Um, You want to, be yourself and present your material in a professional way and take some what of a stance. You don't want to be, you know, always in the middle because you don't really, especially if you're a business owner. I mean, you're, you have to put out there what you're, you know, presenting in terms of what you can teach people. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would read a blog if it was always yelling moaning, complaining, and crying and such. <laughs> and unless you want to have, you know, have do y'all know um do y'all know Lewis Black, the comedian? So unless you want to be like Lewis Black and you want to be the, the like the nurse curmudgeon and you might just be a ranter and that might be your brand and you want to rant and rave and rage and it's totally cool. You're going to turn some people off. So yeah, you have to find where where's your sweet spot. And you can be Lewis Black or you can be, you know, milk toast. It depends what you want to, what you want to get across. Mm, milk toast. Milk toast. Ugh. That Uncle Nate's fave. <laughs> yeah, he loves milk toast. Well, yeah, because the thing is, is that we need to be inspirational and to motivate a certain target audience. So I guess the thing is, is that we don't necessarily want to keep you from starting or maintaining because maybe you do choose to go down that path and maybe there is a group that wants to continue to go down that path. I, I guess I, I'm just trying to be equal opportunity here. Like if that's the thing, go ahead. I'm just, I think we are saying collectively like, yes, be passionate, be, you know, put some emotion into it, but just be careful with that because you may invite a, a, a group of people, a target audience that you're like, oh, wait a minute, hold on a second. I've got all these like negative Nellies in here. Um, but Elizabeth is right. I have seen those posts where there is something going on that speaks to a lot of nurses because they too are experiencing it out there. And that's where you get a ton of comments versus I think that we like the entrepreneurial space and a lot of what we talk about on RNFM radio, 
I think that's one of the reasons why we probably don't get as much feedback or as many comments because I think this is still very niche in this space. There are a lot of entrepreneurs who are nurses or in the medical community, but when you're speaking more in the clinical stuff, I think there's a lot more over there, a lot more response, a lot more engagement because there's just, it speaks to many more people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I still think that we're very niche over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in the interest of time, we don't want to, we don't want to take this much further because we're just giving people an idea of how to, how to make this happen and get started. But we've talked, you know, we've covered getting started and why you might get stuck and how to get unstuck. And we've covered maintenance, how to come up with ideas and be consistent and come up with a voice, et cetera. And reasons I think are pretty straightforward. Have we already covered the reasons to do it? I think so. Because it it's feels fun. good. <laughs> no. I think, well, if you're a creative person and you enjoy writing, there's an obvious. Um, it's fun. I, I do find it fun. If you're a business owner, it is a good way still to get yourself visible, you know, to get your content out there, to teach your target audience, to connect with them. Uh, if you're a nurse blogging clinically, it's like I was talking about earlier. It's a great way to educate more people than you can reach in your local, you know, job. So those were the reasons I could come up with. If there's any others, feel free to add. I have a couple more. I mean, one reason I tell people to blog, and I'm actually right now working on a podcast and a blog post about creating your own career database and that everything you put out in the world as a nurse or professional is part of the database. It's like a virtual paper trail, actually maybe sometimes a real virtual, a real trail that follows you of paper books and whatever it else, if you write in magazines or whatever, journals. The point being that sometimes it's basically just you're putting out information about your career and it's a way of creating a new, it's a new platform for you to demonstrate your expertise. So if you're applying for some job and you feel like the people there might really learn more about you by looking at your blog, you might include blog posts or link to your blog in your application. And it might show that you're going above and beyond. Right. I think that's excellent. Yeah, I talk Thank about you. that. I thought of it myself. Yeah, I, well, I talk about that in my talks because if you are, especially with today's, you know, kind of changing healthcare environment and, and people sometimes look needing to look for jobs in a very quick space. You're right. That can set you apart from another candidate. And I think that's cool. What you were talking about is that's that blueprint because it's out, it's there and you can kind of go back and read over time the progression of your blog. That's really good. Yeah, it's really cool. I think it's super cool. Well, and one of the things, and this show may or may not launch before we head to the National Nurses and Business Association Conference in Vegas here, is that, and this isn't always the case because you maybe you don't go to conferences or meetup groups or whatever, but you may have a consistent set of readers that you really do connect with on a virtual level, you know, and, you know, as we've said, as you were saying, Keith, and we are going to see some friends who we kind of met through that portal of microblogging, blogging and connecting on that level. So, I yeah, mean, another yeah. good reason. Great yeah. reasons, guys. Yeah. I want to blog. I'm going to go get on my blog tonight. I'm going to go start Yay. writing and hopefully somebody's <laughs> going to read it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think these, these are all good. And I, I think just getting started. And for those of you, don't get too caught up in the tech because, hey, if you got an Instagram account, you can blog over there. People are actually doing some microblogging over there. I mean, there's just, there's just ways to get started. Just start. Don't get hung up on the name, the hodgepodge this and what do I call it? Just start writing and mm-hmm. take a look at it. And if you want to get some feedback from those close to you, like your friends or your family and see what they think, I mean, I think we are all our own worst critic and there might be some people out there that are very close to you that say, oh my gosh, you do need to post that. So just don't get hung up on it. Just get out there. Get out there and meet some people. That's right. And you can shoot us an email if you have a question or, you know, need to ask us something. Check out our blogs too. Can we put our blogs in the show show notes so that they can check where we mention them here so it's in their ears? (laughs) We'll have to ask the uh, producers of the show if that's going to be... Legit. Yeah, of course we can. We'll have yes. we'll have links to that in the show notes. Uh, wh- whatever the number of the show notes is, I, or are, I will do that either in the pre or out roll of the show. Is our is our yeah? See, was, that's the thing. I'm not so good at that be. writing stuff. So that's right. My grammar's not great. All right, so there let's just go. let's just roll out because this this will just implode if we just keep going on. Um, but yeah, it's, you could it's be more right. I think <laughs> exactly. I, I actually learned something from you too. I did. And, oh my God. and not the band. I'm talking about you, the both of you. Two, two of us. The two of us. Exactly. So thanks so much for, for teaching me today. You got You're it. Welcome. Awesome. No sweat. All right. Well, as always, we like to thank each one of you for your time and attention. I'm Kevin Ross, not good grammar at Innovative Nurse. Elizabeth Scala. I'm looking at this huge praying mantis at Elizabeth Scala. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I want. I wish I could show y'all. <laughs> take, take a hanging photo of it and then the we'll gutter. put it in the show notes. I've tried. I, I will get up. It's hanging from my gutter, but I will. I shall. Nice. Awesome. And I am, Keith, looking at the incredible blue New Mexican sky, Carlson. Sweet. All right. It's always been a pleasure or it's always a pleasure and it's been a pleasure. Always been. It's always been. See, I'm, it's always I, been I, I don't know what I'm saying. Don't read my stuff because then you, you won't talk so good. All right. We Peace out. out. Well, that sure was interesting. I actually learned a couple things myself. Yep, I did as well. And hopefully you learned quite a bit or even if it's just one thing that you took away. I mean, that's, that's, that's all that matters that you learned something. And so, you know, find that voice. I mean, you have that voice and put it into something because there are people out there who may want to connect with you. I mean, we talked about that as well. And building that community, growing your reach and just, you know, don't underestimate the importance of what this blog could really do for you personally, intrinsically, and maybe even beyond. You you could not even imagine some of the things that we have done in our lives and in our careers, the three of us, just the three of us doing what it is that we do uh, on this podcast and blogging. And I mean, I think it's just great to have those those stories out there and what you're sharing out there. So it's, it's great. And you're motivating people, you're inspiring others. I mean, there's just so many things that are happening and so many benefits that you can have. So yeah, don't give up. Just keep plugging away. And speaking of plugging away, we need to thank, again, today's sponsor. That is American Sentinel University. 
Those folks over there have been so gracious to sponsor RNFM Radio. They are an accredited online university. They offer a variety of courses related to healthcare and nursing. And for those of you who have an RN but need that BSN, you can get that BSN. If you've got that RN, get it in 10 months. I mean, that is, I, that's just ridiculous how quick that is. And then, of course, five MSN programs, informatics, case management, nursing education, nursing management, and infection prevention and control. They, offer, they also offer a doctor of nursing practice with specializations in education and executive leadership. They've got it all over there, or at least they have quite a bit over there. And to get over there, head over to rnfmeducation.com to find out more, or just, you know, links in the show notes, rnfmradio.com forward slash episode 222. And it'll be in the player, it's in the mobile app. Again, we make everything so easy, so easy. And, you know, speaking of easy, once you get started with this blog, once you get going with the blog, hopefully you'll continue to find that inspiration, that motivation to want to continue to connect and inspire and don't give up on it. Never give up on it. Never going to give you up. Okay, I'm just not going to sing. I'm just going to get right out of here because that is just silly. We got all hopped up on coffee and sugar and all kinds of chaos here. So I've, gotta, I've just got to be done. I've got to save your ears from bleeding and get you on your way. And if we got a chance to meet you at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference 2016, that it must have been amazing. I don't know. I'm not even there yet because I'm still in post. And then I'll probably even mention some of you out there in the subsequent shows that we have because I can't wait to get there and see some of you in the flesh. And you can even see me continue running off at the mouth and you won't even be able to shut me off you can't even hit pause you can't hit stop you can't hit fast forward because i'm just going to keep talking but not today we're going to get out of this show because your time and attention is so important to us and we can't thank you enough for hanging out with us today and finding out more about blogging and the success there so go out and find that passion be intentional execute on those ideas rinse and you better repeat it We'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RNFM Radio.